Hello, lovely. It's Shauna Lee, and welcome back to the Soul Frequency Show podcast, where we're stepping into the light and raising our frequency together. Each week, we get to return to this sacred space to have conversations about the things we all experience in life, love, health, and career. A space where we, as spiritual beings, having this human experience, can amplify our gifts and remember our truth. The title of this episode is Finding Significance Beyond Success. Well, I love this conversation and I think it's an important one to have because we are in a success-driven society and probably for everyone that listens to this show, you've been touched in your life by this need to feel successful or for other people to perceive you as successful or felt some sort of external pressure about success, whether it was in school or in sports or in business or in relationship. I mean, I feel like it's a bit of this like monster at our back sometimes. And what I think is going on now is a lot of conversation around what is life beyond this programming that our world has been so connected to. And so in our conversation today, my guest, Tracy Schubert Barrett, uh, talks about her new book, which is so cool, um, called What If There's More? Finding Significance Beyond Success. Tracy was one of the founding team members of the national cable television network, HGTV. After 30 years of experience in corporate America, Tracy began to wonder, what if there's more to our vocational lives than success? In a leap of faith, she quit her executive job and went on a soul-searching journey. Today, Tracy is an entrepreneur, podcast host, speaker, author, and executive coach who helps others in their search for meaning beyond success. In her book, she shares the details of her soul-searching journey that led her to where she is today and equips readers to do the same. Tracy lives with her husband and two daughters in Nashville, Tennessee. So with no further ado, please help me welcome Tracy Schubert Barrett to the show. Tracy, welcome to the show. I'm so happy you're with us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I was reading about you and your story and just really feeling a kinship to it because it's very similar to my journey, although yours is really spectacular and neat and fun. Um, But just this idea of like, is there more, right? And this also concept, and I think it's like societal conditioning to some degree where we feel as though that, oh, when I get this next thing, when I have this next success, like when I get there, then I will be, right? Whether it's happy, fulfilled, you know, all of that stuff. And we keep chasing those things. And I think right now it's so important that we understand the trap of that and that we understand that that ultimately doesn't deliver that fulfillment. And I think we understand that best by having people like yourself share what this journey is because your career, you know, starting HGTV, being in this this amazing, probably energy of the excitement of something new and all the hard work that goes into that um, is really a time where you could feel like, wow, I'm going to get there wherever there is. 
And, and then it's going to deliver me all these things. So take us back to kind of this beginning of, of this journey that you share about in this time in your life, like in your, in your career of starting HGTV of your hopes and dreams at that time, where were you kind of like mentally, emotionally? Uh, um, yes, you put it perfectly. And it is a journey that so many of us know so well. And I love to talk about the reason why we feel a kinship in this journey is because we're kind of conditioned for it, you know, from society and from being a part of a meritocracy, basically, where we're rewarded for success. And, and so we're, we're constantly told what the mile markers are before us, right? So, you know, do well in high school, graduate, go to college, you know, get married, have kids. There's all these things that society sort of paints as the must haves. And so, you know, climb the corporate ladder, make sure you get to a certain level. And so I think I bought into that hook, line and sinker. I think I was that classic, um, overachiever, you know, really wanting to please my parents, really wanting to, to, you know, make a mark, and, you know, kind of jumped into it, you know, full force and was very um, blessed by the things that came into my life, especially HGTV and being part of something that didn't even exist at the time and and having the the kind of guts to take that risk and jump in and see what would happen turned out to be a great catalyst for my career. I think that what happens to a lot of us is that we kind of have this awakening, whether that's mid-career, whether it's mid-life, whether it's once we've checked all the boxes where we're like, we take a breath and we're like, okay, um, what's next? Like, what are we supposed, like, have I been doing this for me? Have I been doing this for somebody else? Have I, you know, what's, what's the road ahead? Am I super happy doing this? Is that right? And I think I had some hints along the way, you know, I, um, you know, got sick in my late twenties with rheumatoid arthritis. And that kind of brought me to a screeching halt and caused me to, to be a bit more, you know, still and kind of see what else was out there in the universe as far as like health wise and, and, and really, you know, tapping into more than, you know, just being on the treadmill, but yet I still kept going, you know, I still, you know, had the kids and, you know, had this super full life that a lot of us women are told we can have, right. You can have it all. And there I was sitting, I guess, having it all and not feeling so great about it. Just feeling restless. I mean, I wasn't unhappy at work, but I wasn't fulfilled. I just basically hit that crossroads. Yeah. And what did that feel like, you know, cause I think, you know, in the middle section of life, life can be so complicated. There's so many moving parts. And I think, I think it's just kind of part and parcel. Like if you do have children, you know, that's a very busy time. And if you've put that on top of a career that you already had, and if you do have a life partner, and then for a lot of people, like even aging parents, right. And the help that they need and all of these things can converge in this like kind of middle lifetime. And, and also on top of all of that, you know, especially for women, you're moving through hormonal stuff, you know, all these things are like coming at the mm -hmm, same yeah. time. And it can be <laughs> yes. quite the like pressure cooker, you know, of, of experiences. And so for you, what was like, what were the beginning inklings? Cause I think 
you know, at the beginning, like you mentioned, you know, you had some physical stuff, some health stuff, but you're like, okay, I just need to learn about this. And then I'll keep going. Right. We have these moments that happen where it's like glimpses, right. Opportunities where we could say, wait a second, I need to stop. And many people do not catch the first several of those, right. <laughs> it's just like, nope, nope. Mm-hmm. I got the plan. I got the plan. Um, but what for you was really getting you to say, wait a second, like this, this might not be right for me. Yeah, I think it was, it wasn't long after my 40th birthday and I was just feeling depleted. Like all my energy sources were depleted. And I think I felt this restlessness and sadness maybe that people in my life weren't getting the best of me. They were getting fractions of me. So whether it was my staff at work or whether it was my children or my husband or my friends or my community, they were getting a fraction, a tired, depleted fraction of me, which also left out me, you know, and how I was, you know, refilling my energy tanks just was, it was super hard. And I think it was that crossroads where, you know, I guess I just ran out of gas. You know, I had been going full speed for so long and really pursuing all the sort of measures and success boxes I needed to pursue. And that coupled with everything you just said, that that sort of perfect storm of like, you know, hormonal changes and aging parents and all of these things kind of, you know, together. And then looking ahead, there were no other boxes to check except for maybe retirement, right? And even that was becoming very blurry because people aren't really kind of sticking to the retirement age anymore. And we all were looking at this, you know, back half of our life very differently. And so I think it was just this perfect storm. And I, I did feel like I was at a decision point. And that decision point was, am I going to take a breath and figure this out and figure out if there's more out there for me? Or am I just going to put my nose back down to the grindstone and just barrel through to 60? And what made you, what made you make the choice, right? To not barrel through, like, you know, cause I think it's a courageous choice, right? Cause really what we're doing is stepping out of the conditioning that is fed to us. And as we both know, like you're going to discover all kinds of stuff about yourself and your life and your relationships and your past. If you stop that momentum, right. That kind of, you know, rat wheel that you're on. So what gave you the courage? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I really was faith. I I had faith that I was going to be okay. I had a very supportive husband. And I think too, I had this, you know, I grew up a latchkey kid. Both my parents worked and it was all, you know, fine. But it, I think I wanted something different for my own children. You know, I I wanted to be around and I was flying so much. I had to fly to New York City all the time or down to Knoxville to our other headquarter for HGTV. And and, um, every time my feet would leave the ground, I just would cry because I just felt like it was the most unnatural thing to, to leave my children. And I think all of those together helped me. I mean, I'm not gonna underestimate or 
you know, underplay how incredibly difficult it was. It was the hardest thing I think I've ever done because I wasn't pushed there. You know, a lot of people will make a career choice because they're laid off or because because they are unhappy, they've got a bad boss or because they've been longing to pursue this dream. I had none of that. I had a great boss. I had a great company. I loved HGTV. I had spent almost two decades of my life there building this company. It was doing phenomenally well. It was like my time to start coasting, really. And, you know, I... I I had all the things, but, um, I, I felt like, you know, is my identity too wrapped up in this? Is this, have I made this who I am? And if life is short, my dad died when he was 58. So at this point he had already passed. And that was another, as you say, these glimpses, that was another glimpse that stopped me in my tracks. And it was like, for the first time I felt my mortality. Like I could taste it like right there that, you know, what if I only have X number of years left? Do I want to do keep doing this? Or can I, can I have faith that I can bet on myself and I can take that leap and I can be still, um, even if that's all I do to reconnect with myself, to somehow hear, you know, myself again and, and to just calm down and reconnect with who I am. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting. And like, I don't know if you've ever like looked through this lens or perception, but you mentioned being a latchkey kid and like, obviously, you know, your parents being very into their work, work lives. Right. And, and prioritizing that to some degree, which our society tells us you have to do, I have to put food on the table. I have to prioritize my work life. Right. Like we're not going to survive if, you know, I'm not doing X, Y, and Z that society tells me I need to be doing. Um, but what that does is like, because I have a lot of this in my history too, is it imprints you that that is survival, right? And so the very thing that you're doing, like flying here, going there, you know, meetings, all the like movement means survival at the deepest level. Mm. And, and so stopping, right? When you have this imprinting and, and we have this imprinting, I think collectively as society, but we also, if you grew up in a family where, where that was the imprint, then that is safety, right? And so if we stop, right, the ego says, like, it'll, you'll die, right? It'll all go away. Like, you won't be safe. You can't stop. You can't take a breath. And so it's this underlying, you know what I mean, engine that is, that keeps you going, going, going. And even though it's so beautiful that you describe, like, your heart and your soul was like, no, I need to, you know, be with my kids or I need to do this. But the programming many times in our life just overrides that right? It just overrides that. Like, even though you're crying at the airport, because like your heart and your soul is like, wait, I need to be back over there. The program is like, no, you need to go. You need to go because this is how you stay safe. And I think, you know, you so beautifully expressed it. And we don't stop to say like, what is driving this? Like, what am I, you know what I mean? Moving forward. And in your book, What If There's More, which I love the title, Finding Significance Beyond Success. I think it's so like critical at this time because of all the changes that are going on on the planet that we understand, right? Like, and it's not even from a standpoint of we have to do it differently. Like understanding doesn't mean 
you necessarily make the choice that day to shift your whole world or your whole life. But if we start to understand, then we start kind of in the process of seeing life differently from a different perspective. Yeah. I mean, wow. I think everything you just said resonates so well because one of the words I've often used is safety, like the safety that we can feel in so many different things, whether that is the safety of work, the safety of a paycheck, the safety of a title, the safety of whatever it is that we, we are, you know, using, um, to, to help us feel secure And I think you're absolutely right as far as um, our childhood, and I talk a lot about this in the book, that we have to first go back before we can go forward and plan, you know, a future that we want. We have to go back and look at what was imprinted on us. What are the things we're wrestling with and against? Um, What, you know, was good for us? What were those patterns or generational influences that helped propel us? But what are the ones that are tripping us up and holding us back? And you know, I grew up in, you know, a, a great family, a blue collar family, a hardworking family. And I think the fact that, you know, we didn't have this overwhelming amount of wealth or, you know, security, I think that that work equaled safety, you know, work equaled, like you said, putting food on the table. And so, you know, when I graduated from college, the first thing my dad, I graduated in a recession and it was really hard to find a job. And the first thing my dad said when he dropped me off in Chicago was get a job, get a job, you know, and I got three of them to start paying off debt and to start, you know, really working to getting myself into television and all of that. And I think the other thing, in addition to safety was success. You know, I was the first kid in our family of four to go to college. I was, um, you know, the first one out of, you know, so many people in our family on both sides to go to college. There was a lot of, probably a lot of self-imposed weight on me to be the successful one, to be the kid who made it, to achieve, to, you know, to break the mold. And that, when you talk about ego, you know, really interceding, um, you know, for me, that was something really hard. And so when you're going to walk away from a massive career. And for me, it wasn't just a career like, oh, I'm doing well at this company. It was a company that everybody knew about, you know, and that it was this beloved television station. When I first started out, you know, there was just a small group of us. It didn't exist. Nobody who knew what it was. My parents were completely confused. You're taking a job starting what? You can start a TV station? Like, how does that work? And where is it going to be? And how come I can't see it? And it was like, not in the beginning, it was awkward. You know, you're, you spend all this time explaining to people what you're doing while it's, I'm starting this and it's going to be like Martha Stewart meets Bob and it's going to be, I promise you, I think it's, you know, and, but even in your own mind, you're thinking, is this going to work? You know, it's like really (laughs) took some time for it to get off the ground and for it to be in, in every city and all of that. So, um, but when it did succeed and it did do well and, um, you know, being an executive in that company was thrilling, you know? So for me walking away, talk about a wrestle with your ego. Oh my gosh. You know, like I'm, I'm not just walking away from, you know, a corporate career. I'm walking away from a company that has basically defined me in a lot of ways and my friend's eyes and other people's eyes. And am I ready for that? 
Is my ego going to be able to handle that? Is my identity going to be able to go there? And then walking away from the safety of a paycheck, you know, and a, you know, that was really helpful for us during all sorts of recessions and ups and downs and all of that and had provided a great lifestyle for us. Were we going to be ready for that? And there was a ton of fear and a ton of ego all wrapped up in one. So even talking about it with you, you know, reminds me that, you know, it sounded crazy at the time to everyone. It felt a little crazy at the time. And, you know, I guess in retrospect, it was a little crazy, but, you know, I was, I was just hoping that there was going to be something more out there. And I had a lot of faith and, um, and if anything, I was like, you know, if anything, this will be worth it to, to stop and be still and reconnect with my soul and like, and who I am and what my purpose is. Because at the time I couldn't even articulate that. I couldn't yeah. articulate like, you know, who am I really? And what am I specifically designed to do in this world? Yeah. And what, what do you, what did you notice about success? Like, obviously, you know, you start off, you're not sure what this is going to be. Is it going to work? All this kind of stuff. You put all your time and hard work into it. And as it starts to grow and expand and expand, and, you know, I'm sure that was exciting, right? To see it all come to life and people start to love it and people start to see the vision. And, but how did it like translate as far as you witnessing other people, you know, being successful and what su success quote unquote is, and how, what was your experience as that went forward? Well, in the media industry, for sure. Um, I mean, I, I worked with so many lovely people, but, um, but we all could fall trapped to this. And I definitely saw it in the media in industry as a whole is that you can get so wrapped up in the amount of money you're making and the lifestyle and the title and being at prestigious events. And I mean, there, it is a slippery slope that's easy to slide into and it's super hard to pull yourself out of it. And I do think that there are so many people and there were so many people in that world that didn't even realize it. I mean, they, they didn't stop for a moment to think there was any other option and that this is what it is. And and but yet also this hint of of not being completely content or satisfied i mean some i had some beautiful mentors that that i could sense that in but by and large i feel like a lot of people um you know no matter how much money you make unless you're oprah or bill gates there's always somebody else that's richer than you no matter how far you get up the corporate ladder there's always a bigger executive, uh, you, you know, another CEO, another, you know, there's always somebody else above you. And so the, the race is never ending. It's never ending. And that's why I think the pursuit of success is a very empty one because it's like a marathon where the finish line always is moving. And so for me, and in this book, I really try to paint the picture and the difference between success and significance if you are pursuing success, it is an endless pursuit. It doesn't mean it's not going to bring you some good things in your life, but it is an endless pursuit. But if you shift to a pursuit of significance and you think about the impact, the legacy, the good, even in small, 
tiny ways. You know, the the best interactions, the most positive impact happen between just two people in, in this small space, you know, and yes, you might have a big stage and all of that, but I really feel that if you can shift that perspective, then you can find a new way to work. You can, it doesn't mean you have to leave your job. It just means you can see your job completely differently. You can see your interaction with your friends completely differently. You can impact your community and your neighbors differently, but it takes a mind shift to get there. Oh, yeah, that's so important. I'm so glad you brought that up because I think we always think transformation has to be physical, right? It has to be, you have to mm-hmm. leave your job or you have to, you know, get out of a bad relationship, you know, that type of thing. But really the shift is like the perspective shift. Like yes. even if you're in the same job, but you're showing up for a different reason, right? Significance yes. versus success, then you're going to feel differently in that same physical environment which is so powerful, right? right? Like you see, oh, that's so good. And then also I wanted to ask you too, like in the writing of this process and and this book and stepping into, you know, you leave this big career and you, I'm sure went through a point of like, okay, now what? (laughs) Like, what am I doing now? I've gotten myself out. (laughs) Now what am I doing? Like what, how, what led to writing this book and what was that process like? Oh gosh. It was, um, I had always wanted to write a book. I had been talking about it, you know, since I turned 40. And, um, even when I was still at HGTV, I was like wrestling through all the things, you know, like women having it all, you know, all that whole journey. And, and then when I left, um, yeah, you're right. I felt a little naked. I wandered around the house a little bit, <laughs> cleaned out <laughs> all the drawers. I did all the things. And then, um, I was like, okay, what's next? What's going to, what's going to be the thing? And I didn't want it to be another pursuit of success or another, you know, hopping back on the treadmill. I wanted a much more balanced, um, life with more agency where I could kind of design what I wanted to do. But at the same time, I wanted to use my skills, you know, so whether that's my 20 plus years in corporate America my master's in psychology. I wanted to just use these things that I I had and learned and loved. And so we started a company rather organically. People from the media industry were calling me for coaching, executive coaching and helping them kind of process through different things. And I really enjoyed it. And was, you know, people were just, it, the word was traveling. And my husband's like, you can't just randomly take checks from people. You need to like start an LLC and like start a company. And so that happened organically, really, um, how that fell together. And then my husband does strategic planning. And so we joined forces and he does amazing work as a strategic planner, helping businesses to, to set goals and to, um, to really, you know, scale their business. And I was, you know, helping with team building and executive coaching and helping these leadership teams become more healthy and cohesive and leaders be better leaders because I feel like leadership is a skill that you learn. You're not just born a leader. You have to learn how to do it. And so that was, you know, super enjoyable and is to this day, but I was still wrestling with this idea of a book. And I was also doing, um, you know, I was helping people strategically plan for their life as well through the strategic or through the executive coaching. And so I was like, you know, I want to still write the book I've been thinking about for 10 years. And I still want, I want to interweave this whole process of like living a life strategically 
in pursuit of significance versus living a life strategically in pursuit of success. And so, you know, after my 50th birthday, my husband was like, okay, I cannot hear about this book anymore. You have to write <laughs> book. like scale back on other things. I, I'm in full support, write the book. And I literally sat down with a computer and I've done a ton of public speaking and some writing, but I was like, okay, can I do this? And it just poured out of me. I just cannot believe that every time I sat down, I would look up and I'd be like, it would be three hours later. And I had just been typing and typing and typing away. I actually developed carpal tunnel in my wrist <laughs> because oh, yeah. I was just typing for so long without moving. And it did pour out of me. And I'm so, I mean, it was still, you have to go back as you know, as an author, you know, and edit 8 million times and tweak. And I had to cut like 20,000 words and all these things. Um, but I'm proud of it. I love it. I really, really hope that it helps people, especially people that are at a crossroads and are trying to figure out like, how do I, how do I make a decision? How do I move forward? Who am I? Um, so yeah, it was, it's been a labor of love for sure. Um, but I'm, I'm super proud of it. I'm excited to put it out into the world and yeah, I'm excited to see what happens with it. It's so great. It's such a process, like going through the book writing process and like allowing that, you know, information to flow out. Cause over your life, you've been compiling all of this knowledge, yes. all of these experiences and like you become full, right? It's like, they call it a book baby yes. for a reason, right? It's like, you're pregnant yep, with yep. all this information and it's like, oh my gosh, I just have to do this and, and let this come out. And it's like, and I think it's so cathartic too, like mm -hmm. to finally like put words, you know what I mean? In one place about yes. your experience and about, yes. you know, what you've gathered from that experience. And I always, I mean, we talk about obviously soul mission around here and, and I really do truly believe that we walk this path, you know, to awakening and we're gathering all the bits and pieces, right? And we don't really realize it. Like sometimes it seems like, oh, I did this for a while and oh, I went over here and did that or I got this random certification. I don't know why, you know? And then at this point, it all comes together. And so it's so beautiful how you said, I just want to use all, all of you, right? All of the aspects of yeah. yourself and all of your knowledge, like in one, in one way, right? In service of humanity yeah. and of people. And so, you know, when people say that and describe that, I'm like, that is soul mission. I mean, that is, you know, I've gathered all the bits and pieces and now I want to share them. And it's so beautiful. And the book is amazing. What if there's more? I mean, I think it's the greatest question. Um, and maybe you can share where people can find out more about you, more about your work and get the book. Yeah. Um, and just to add to what you just said, like I do, I talk about soul in the book too. And you're right. It's like connecting to your soul and real, you can't really, I don't think, write a great book if you're not, if that connection isn't there, especially one that's going to have your story in it. And mine has a lot of my story in it. And I wasn't going to be as vulnerable as I am, but I realized like, I just got to put it out there and see what happens. But I had to, you know, feel that connection and, and make, you know, the life connection of these things. And um, so I just think you put it so beautifully. Yeah, if you want to find out more about me, about the process, about the book, it's go to tracyshubertbarrett.com. Um, or you can follow me on Instagram at Tracy S. Barrett. And I have a lot of great information on there as well. But as far as, you know, the book, you can read an excerpt of it on uh, tracyshubertbarrett.com. And you can hear about my processes as far as 
um, strategic life mapping and all the things. So, yeah. So beautiful. Such a gift. I just want to say thank you for, you know, showing up to this process because, you know, the more people that do, like it sends a wave of energy out to the world and all the lives that you individually touch, then go and touch many more lives, right? Mm-hmm. Through the people that you share with and, and the people that you work with. And it's just a beautiful wave. So thank you so much for hanging out with us today. And thank you for writing this beautiful book. What if there's more finding significance beyond success? Thank you. Hey, lovely. This is Shauna Lee. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Soul Frequency Show. If you got even one piece of valuable information, head over to Apple Podcasts and share a review with your takeaways. And follow us because we got lots more goodness to come. We are spreading the love far and wide. And you know where to find me over at IG at the Soul Frequency. Until the next time, love, here's to positive vibes and powerful awakenings.